Nice number three Ricardo sweater. I feel right? sorry for you. Yeah. It looks really cool, but it'll be out of fashion in about no. Uh, what's that? Six weeks? Never go out of fashion. It was most of my wardrobe, but whatever. What y'all been doing? Uh, wait, what? Coitus. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but I don't think I want to. No, you really don't. Nice. I got stuck. I still have no microphone. Got stuck working weekends last weekend. I get home Wednesday at like 7 p.m. and fly to Italy, not for Monza, a week late for Monza on Thursday. So, uh, you're working about 12 hour days. It's, it's great, dude. I'm a pretty happy guy. Wait a minute. Is this the bullshit where we talk about our fucking lives before we actually start the podcast? Is that what we're doing right now? I figured we'd just go and see what happened. But yeah, I mean, you don't like your life? I love my life. I just don't need to share it with the rest of you fuckers. <laughs> That's fair, dude. You can be private. I just said that I came from having sex. I didn't know what we were recording this live right now. Oh, that's great. I didn't hear what she said, honestly. So that, thank you. That makes me, that, that's perfect. With my wife, with my wife that I might add. So. Yeah, I, your wife that you love. You've let us know many, many times. Yeah, so. That must right, be nice. So you, you're working weekends and all that. So you're, you're very happy. We're looking at a man wearing a Ricardo shirt. So he's very happy. Hey, I'm I probably want, the only one here that's actually happy. I went go-karting yeah, twice this weekend. So I'm in a good mood. Where'd you go? Uh, Houston Karting Complex. Is that the one up north? Yep, that's up by Conroe. I've got a, yeah. I've got a three-hour enduro up there on the twenty-fourth. So I was putting some laps in to knock the rust off and uh, get some practice in. That's a fun track. I've only done it once where I rented their carts, but those are like legit carts. Great time. Well, so the fastest I've clocked up there is like forty-three miles an hour. Maybe um, we're thinking a different place. It's the outdoor spot, right? Yeah, there, well, there's two up north. There's there's one by like New Caney slash Kingswood called Speed that's, Sports. That's the one I think I maybe went to. And then they have like the rental track and a pro track. Yeah, but you can go on the pro track with, they also rent for the pro track. I think so, yeah. You can yeah, do like a an experience thing. It's like a hundred and something bucks or whatever. Yeah, it was sick. Those carts were were quick. yeah. Yeah, they are. The what are they? The Rotax 125s, I think. Yeah, 80, 90 mile an hour. They said they can get up to. Doubt I got that fast, but you were flying compared to regular ones. Yeah, so I've done the Pro Track as well over there in an LO206. And I hit 53 miles an hour in that one. And then in a KA100, and I think I pushed 65 in that. It's, it's a there. whole different world where like you just break going in a straight line and you break too hard you just go spinning great fun i live my life a quarter mile at a time yeah you're just a little too american for my liking if that's the case that's hey like can we take a furious you dumb fuck yeah no shit they're driving muscle cars you dumb fuck american muscle cars cunt. they're they're driving muscle cars with 15 speed transmissions i did play off of it i called you too american for my liking Speaking of which, guys, a little moment of silence. My granny died. Yeah. God save the king? Yeah, we are now God save the king. Yeah, absolutely. How does that feel? Dude, it was weird. My dad and I were talking about it. Like, we were surprisingly emotional about the queen. It's like some lady you've never met, but she's been Mm -hmm. around your whole life. It was just, it was a little weird. So, uh, yeah. God bless the queen, I guess, and God save the king. I don't know the right way to do that. Yeah. Talking to my friends in the UK. 
damn it. Uh, yeah, talking to my friends in the UK right now, it's that's kind of the general consensus. It's like weirdly emotional in ways that they didn't expect. Yep, that's that's where I'm at. So I guess switching back to this before we get started, uh, anybody got an intro song? No, but I just want everybody to know, come to us for your queen takes and hits and stories. That can only go well. Yeah, I'm not being a part of that. That's my queen. Hmm. For an intro song, maybe some like, it needs to be somber because Ferrari got their shit punched in at their home track. Uh, Something somber, really common, keeps happening. It's not a surprise at this point. No, it's it's really not because they, I mean... Come on, Skidmark, where you at, dude? You usually get with it. It has to be something that, like, it's over. It signifies it's done, like an Usher song or something. Like, uh, what about God Save the Queen? Nineties R and B. Okay, yeah, we can do that. I'd actually, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. (laughs) I mean, it's over. We won't hear that one for the rest of our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, there it is. There it is. We got it. So, (laughs) jumping in for this week. Stupid ideas with Skidmark kick us off. Do some race news. And then we'll throw uh, Lucas in there, some technical stuff and things. Do a race recap. And then I don't I didn't realize this, but we have a basically a two, three week break until Singapore. Three week I I'm kind of okay with that. This triple header was tiring. It really was. I'm I'm with you. And I think well, I put it up for a vote now. Do we take next week off? Because I'm not going to be here if you guys do it. Because trying to figure out how the hell to do this from Italy just doesn't sound like a great thing. What, you don't want to record at fucking 30, 1.30 in the morning over there? No, you two can record. I'll still edit it. But uh, I'm out for next week. So you guys, you know, throughout the duration of this podcast, make your minds up, do sign language, figure it out. But let's go ahead and uh, jump in, I guess, to... <laughs> I'm assuming that means you're in the heavy, uh, yeah, we'll let that go, Skidmark. Jump into stupid ideas with Skidmark. What you got, brother? All right, so we had a restart, didn't we? Didn't we have a restart this last race? So yeah. stupid ideas with Skidmark. One, every restart, they just replay lap 58, as long as Lewis and Max are still in F1. They align it up the same way. That way we just do that. Or they all get an F3 car, all equal, and at the restart, they do that. Oh, magic in the air. Magic I like, in your earbuds. I like the F3 idea. I don't get how the first idea would work. So you just reorganize everybody? Just or you just lap 58. He's just, just run the same exact scenario. He just yeah. wants people to be perpetually upset. I, we'll I, get sometimes into it. I like to, like to watch the world burn. I thought it was weird. Everybody was upset about how they ended it this time. Well, how they Dude. actually did it by the rules? Yeah, I mean crazy that's shit. That's the thing, right? Like that's well, yeah. We'll dive in. Well, this we'll, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> F three cars restart. Boom. F three cars. I think that wins. I'm in. Yep. I'm on board. Everybody, same machinery. Once you get lapped, you're out of F one for good. By Latifi. That's like three quarters of the field these days with how fast the fucking Red Bull is. No, well, I'm saying no, in, in the F, F3 in the F3, oh oh yeah yeah yeah, restart, yeah yeah that's your like that's a that's a solid should you be here or not that's fair you read out everybody who's there because of money and all the Latifis in the world give some people like Devries a chance oh I'm excited to get into that race news <laughs> race news 
I don't have too much. I don't know what you guys have. In fact, I do have one thing got, I thought was cool as shit. Go ahead, yeah, Lucas. I, I, also, I, also have, I also have one thing, but it kind of leads into the race recap, so I'll wait for that. How about Alpine saying that between now and Singapore to figure out who their, their driver is going to be? They're going to go old-fashioned and have a shootout. Basically, sometime in the next three weeks, they're going to get the young drivers, and I don't know which ones it is, that are in consideration, line them up in a car and say, go get them. Fastest guy wins. Whoa, who fucking said that and where? Because that's awesome. I, sh- I know. Isn't that sick? So the last time it was done, I guess, was Jules Bianchi and somebody else in 2013. There's no way I, I said that name right. Yep, it's uh, uh, yeah. I, I thought yeah, it's Jules Bianchi. Or is it Bianchi? It, it was Bianchi. It's Bianchi. Yeah. It was so Kunal Shaw is the guy, right? Noted F1 journalist. He came out and said it on Twitter. I think it was earlier today. Um but he's basically said throughout history they've had this a bunch of times, but they haven't had it recently because there's a lack of preseason testing. Yeah. No in-season testing, simulation tools, all of that shit. But if they do an actual on-track shootout, I mean, shoot, there'd be a ton of people they could invite. That could be, that could be awesome. I love that's, that idea. That's kind of what Red Bull did back in the day. I can't remember what year it was, but um, it was like early in their young driver program. They had a sort of shootout type thing when Scott Speed had a shot at uh, Formula One. I think it was back in like 2008 or something like that. 2007, maybe? You're welcome. Yeah, it was like mid-2000s, and Red Bull basically did that with their young drivers. I'm surprised Helmut Marco doesn't do that every week, and then whoever is the weakest link (laughs) is killed. It's kind of what happened with Albon and Gasly, right? That's true. I either way, I'm all for. I mean, stupid ideas with Skidmark. This is how every team should d- decide their driver lineup. And the kinda, one that comes in last dies. That's kind of how Kimmy got into it. Yeah, that's true. If if there work for Red Bull, then they probably would die. I think that's just a Red Bull rule. It'd just that's actually true. shoot them. What else do I got? I saw. Dumb. <laughs> uh, what is it? Dominicali, Steph Dominicali, Dominicali. Stefano Dominicali. There we go. I should get that kind of name down before I go to Italy. But he said reverse grid sprint races under consideration again. I have been 100% against this, 100% against it, until sort of watching these fast cars just slice up the field when they get their grid penalties. At this point, I'm kind of like, fuck it. Just let's let's try it for one sprint race. What's the worst that can happen? I, I think I'm fine with it as long as the sprint race doesn't decide the starting order for the Sunday race. Why? What's it matter? Because I think it's silly to do that. Because they're like, oh, here's qualifying in pole position. Oh, here's a sprint race, but this is actually qualifying, but it's not considered a pole position to honor the tradition of pole position from qualifying. But you still get to start in this grid position. It's just I don't like the way they implemented it. It's oh, Good way to shoot themselves in the foot again. Again. It's I'm down confusing. for it at this point. Just it is confusing, but fuck it. Let's try. It. Give me one race. Let's see how much chaos and madness it causes. And then yeah, for a decision. sport that likes to try new things and bring back old ideas and alter current ideas, I am all for it. Just to spice it up a little bit. I think it's funny. When Mercedes was winning, I probably would be against it. But at this point, like 
<laughs> Fuck it. Let's let's just try it. See what happens. Uh, Vettel once again sticking up for uh, for life, love, and the pursuit of all things environmental. Said, I guess you know he's been fighting about these flybys they do or flyovers, right? Mm-hmm. And he was fighting in Italy to not do it, and he basically they did it. But not only did they do it, they flew over the the colors of the Italian flag. But for some reason, they had an Airbus, like, you know, big-ass jet also go to a 747, almost like a fuck you to Vettel. Not only are we going to do the jets, we're going to do a giant Airbus, too. And he came out in typical Vettel fashion and said, yeah, it was just F1 bowing to the 81-year-old president's ego. Ooh. (laughs) If they ever make a Captain Planet movie, we can guess who he's playing. I really hope Vettel's in it. Well, I mean, he's did, Captain Planet, and then Albon could be the little Asian kid that's all like his power's heart. Heart? Well, yeah, you don't remember Captain Planet? They had the one little Asian kid, his power's heart. The one to do with fire, which would be Max Verstappen. Earth or water would be Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I got this down. You do have it down. I've never seen the movie, but you, I, TV I believe. show, cartoon, Captain Planet. Our no. powers combined. I had a sheltered childhood. Oh my god, I did I not. But I, I was didn't fucking see old. that one. Okay, that could be mind. it too. Yeah. Well, I I believe it though, based on the character descriptions you just gave. I feel like you just yeah. filled those roles perfectly. Thank you. So, speaking of Vettel stuff, I what do you guys did you see what uh, that Lucas DeGrassi tweeted out about Vettel in what seems like a fairly unprompted, what I would call a bit of an attack. I did not negative summarize so, what this. So Lucas DeGrassi tweeted out in what seemed well, Vettel doesn't have Twitter, but it seemed like an unprompted tweet. Vettel said something about um, Formula this E is... not being road relevant battery technology, and it's not good for the environment if the batteries are charged not with renewable energy but with fossil fuels, which is a very reasonable statement. And Degrassi tweeted, if Vettel doesn't want to come to Formula E, it's his choice. Although it is the second highest paid single seater series in the world, still far away from F1. Then he goes on to say, now to say that the technology of the cars are less relevant to the future of automobiles. He either has no idea what he's talking about or is trying to mislead the general public on purpose. And or all of that green stuff he's been doing lately is completely greenwashing, not what he truly believes. Basically, because Vettel said that if they're not charging the batteries with renewable energy, it's not great for the environment. And then that Lucas DeGrassi flipped out at him. Sounds like Lucas DeGrassi doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. But- he is still salty about not being in F1, frankly. I mean, I think both are probably right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not. But he's going out of his way, out of his expertise, out of. Yeah, I didn't really agree with what he said because Vettel's done a ton and he has a bigger platform than Formula E. I do like greenwashing as a term, though. I haven't heard that before. That's yeah. good. No, it is a good term. It's just like, yeah. you know. The Saudis are sports washing and Vettel's yep. greenwashing. Love it. Vettel, Vettel is really a. That's a conspiracy theory. Vettel is really in the FIA's pocket and he is their puppet for greenwashing uh, that would break my heart (laughs) if that was the truth i would be so sad i mean we don't have any credibility we have a smidgen with uh, lucas here but you're just like taking a dump on it whatever we have (laughs) no rubber i i don't believe that is shit of the the stupid accents and the dildos sponsorships 
And now you're taking it and shoving this conspiracy theory up our asses. Dude, notice all the things we're dropping are the things you did. Let me just point that one out. Yeah, you're adding (laughs) them with more bullshit. You're like making up for it in spades. Conspiracy theory, I do not believe that one. That would be a good one, though. It would be heartbreaking. That one I don't believe. I'm all in on the Red Bull conspiracy theory. Speaking of uh, Red Bull's fifth member, Albon, sounds like he got himself uh, a little appendicitis that led to a little respiratory failure. Yeah, that was the thing that I was going to say. Shit, man. I'm glad he's okay. I hope he's back for Singapore. I think all indications are. I mean, I'm not mad to see Nick DeVries race again. Yeah, also true. Do we want to save that for the uh, the recap? Sure. You got I any other say news? David Hill came out and said Nicholas Satifi was not fast enough at Monza to stay in F1. Already saying what we're all thinking, but it's funny coming from Damon Hill. Yeah. I've got some – I did some research on that subject that I want to save for the race recap. Go, go, go. jump into right. race Do recap? Or we technical things and things? Uh, stuff. Just the teams brought a bunch of stuff to Monza. Uh, Red Bull's actually got some pretty cool floor updates. They added gurney flaps up and down the sides on some various – bits and bobs on the floors that are still developing that. So that car is just getting faster throughout the season, as is the Red Bull tradition. Yeah, that's about it. McLaren brought some stuff. Didn't seem to help them that much. (laughs) Hey, side note, go back and delete where I said thingy-ma-jigger because it could sound really bad. Even though I didn't say the word, it might sound it. So also delete that portion, too. (laughs) This is all going to stay in now because you said that. You clarified, so I think we're covered. No, get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Red Bull's still working on their DRS flap problem. But that's about it. Just everything else is just minor updates. Nothing groundbreaking on the technical side of things this week. I'm sure they'll be stoked before Singapore. Yeah, they got a couple weeks. We're ready ready to talk about the race. Daddy wanted. Daddy needed. Daddy needed. Daddy gets it. Let's do the race recap. Practice anything. Uh, eh, I mean, DeVries was in an Aston Martin for practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's, I guess that does tie into Albon. Anybody who wasn't watching, he did what well, he was, he was FP1 with Aston Martin. And then before FP3, Albon got rushed to hospital and DeVries then jumped from the Aston Martin and FP1 to the Williams for FP3 qualifying in the race, right? Yep. Yeah, he was in FP3 qualifying in the race. He actually did. He was 14th in qualifying for the Williams. DeVries was. And he was just a tenth of a second off of Latifi, which jumping into a new car for the very first time ever. For qualifying or for FP3? You know, that's FP3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Qualifying, he put it up in um, Yeah, no, he fucking smoked in qualifying. Place. But with all the penalties and everything, I think he ended Whoa. up starting in ninth. Uh, eighth, actually, yeah. He was up in eighth with all the penalties. And, you know, I was uh, listening to another podcast today, and apparently Yas Capita, the head of Williams now, went on the radio or talked to him right before the race and said, hey, no matter what happens in the race, you're starting eighth on the grid. Whatever happens does not define your F1 career, which is pretty cool for the the team principal to say hey just go out there have fun don't worry yeah yeah he had a lot of fun yeah <laughs> hell yeah he did my only thing about practice because i do we got to talk a lot about device here i don't know if we just tie that into everything but 
The only thing I want to say about practice is F1's Jesus did better than Nick DeVries in free practice one. In the same well, car? No. Giovinazzi was in the uh in the DeVries is in the Aston, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was four tenths quicker than DeVries. That Haas was a piece of shit this weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. Right? So, Bring Jesus back. Bring Jesus back. I yeah. think the world needs a little bit of more F1 Jesus. Qualifying, I guess, DeVries was my big story, dude. DeVries, like you said, you touched on it. Getting into Q3, I, I mean, touch him. yeah, fantastic. And then also, uh, Latifi's got to be gone, right? Yeah, so... I can kind of get into what I did. I did some digging on today, just kind of their their junior careers to compare the two. So I'll start with Latifi. So he he started in, you know, like karting and Formula 3 and all that stuff. He spent six years in the F2 series. You know, it was G, it was GP2 and then it went to F2 and he finished second in his final year in F2 2019. I guess who the winner of the guess who the winner of F2 in 2019 was? DeVries. Yep. Nick's big dick. Yeah. So, and then the year before that, so 2018, he finished ninth in the championship. 2018. Yeah. 2018, he was ninth. 2017, he was 14th. This is all of, F2? Yep. It's star. Williams, man. Williams needed that money. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, 2016, he was 16th. Yeah, it points out one of the dumbest rules I think there is, is that when you win F2, you can't go back and right. race in F2 again. Because DeVries was, the whole reason he didn't get called up was because, one, he doesn't obviously have the financial backing of a guy like Latifi, or he would have been racing for Williams. Yeah. But, two, is there just weren't that many seats open that year. So then you become a reserve driver and you just sort of disappear. It's out of sight, out of mind. It's fucked for these poor, poor kids who all the talent in the world win it, but there's no seat immediately available. Yeah. So they're screwed. It's, it's a stupid rule. Is there it something is. else there that I'm not seeing? Cause everywhere he goes, he wins. So why has, is it purely money? It's, it's mostly money. So cause DeVries and he was in F2 for three years in 2017, he finished seventh, which was the second highest of all the rookies. 2018, I think he finished, what, third or fourth in the championship behind Lando Norris and Alex Albon and, and one other person. And then in 2019, he won it. And then he went to FE. He's won F, Formula yep. E, whatever the fuck you want to call it. He won the Formula uh, E championship. He's just a big winning fucking machine. He's also done well in the WEC, too. He he won the six hours of Fuji. He was a test driver for the Toyota team. I mean, you, you said it last week, Lucas, that unfortunately the guy's probably never going to get a seat. And I think before... Well, why wouldn't he get the Williams seat? Well, so I, I, that's what I was going to say. I think before the circumstances of this weekend, which was pure luck that he got to actually get in qualifying and get in a race, race, performed fantastically. It's like... If he's going to have any chance, you know, he solidified it this weekend. I mean, does yeah. he slot in immediately when Lewis leaves? Is that a no-brainer, even though he'll probably be 30? Or does he go to Williams, obviously, and probably get a chance next year? Because the kid can fucking drive a car. Two different well, cars he drove. And I, and I know he's old, old, quote-unquote, for a for an F1 debut. But 
somebody else I'd heard had brought up a good point about it gave him time to develop. You know, he's yeah. Ve- I kind of disagree with you there, though, right? Because you look at like a a Lando or whoever they were developing, but they were developing in F one, doing the F one calendar with the F one tracks with everything that goes into F1. So in some ways he's been set back, I would say, rather than than developed. I meant uh, more results s- might speak differently because he fucking I, got I, points in a Williams car. I meant more so his his racecraft just keeping his head screwed on yeah. in a race. You know, racing in endurance series, you're weaving through traffic of different classes, his F2 experience, his Formula E experience experience you know it, it kind of broadened his skill set a bit i would say and the I th- age is over examined or overstated because lewis hamilton still in championships well into his mid-30s nigel mantle won one when he was almost damn near 40 yeah I know it's a different time frame but those cars I, are a lot harder to drive in my opinion there's a lot less technology i agree with you i mean i trust me i, I want the guy to have a seat i think he's earned to see would be interested to see whether or not he gets one i guess yeah i i hope he does i really hope he does He's what a nice a, guy. He's a nice guy. Give him he a, is. He's, he's super nice. nice. What did we think of your boy Ricardo there? You got the shirt on. I bet you were pretty pumped, but, you know, during qualifying. During qualifying, yeah. And then what? And then <laughs> uh, the bad happened. Well, not his fault. No, the, the engine blew up on so. him. Was he doing well before the engine blew up? Yeah, he was going along pretty well. Well, at one point okay. in the race, when they like early in the race before they, because I I believe truly that McLaren fucks them with their strategy, or they put Norris in the better advantageous position. Yeah, right? well, because they put him on hards. He was in front of Norris. He got over Norris on the line, didn't he? On the very start of it. Yeah, Norris had a terrible start. So they qualified seventh and eighth, and uh, Ricardo was point zero zero nine slower than Norris in Q one, but in Q three is four tenths slower. They qualified seventh and eighth, but that actually put them with all the penalties, right? When you got to the actual starting grid, third and fourth, yeah, Norris three, Ricardo four. So, yeah, he was doing really well, and then his engine blew up. Okay, I didn't. I guess I missed the engine blow up. I thought it was typical. Just another example of him outperforming Norris, which has been at least, in my (laughs) opinion, four or five times. No, he uh, did. You watch the start of the race? I guess you're watching different. No, he he killed it at the start of the race. I just really though, like out just another example of him outperforming Norris. I think yeah, he might be reaching a little bit there. Right. No, no, there's not a reach here. We, we, if we want to go, go grab some popcorn hole, for this, we can. But he's clearly had times this year where they put him on hard tires or just mismanaged strategy with no, yeah. with like they had no concern over. They didn't give a fuck. I think All part of the problem is. I think part of the problem, too, is if you've looked at McLaren for the last, like, five, six years, they've struggled on strategy. They've not done a great job. I don't agree that he – I'm sorry. I do agree that he's been screwed a, a few times with strategy and whatever else, and McLaren clearly is prioritizing. They don't even let him fucking race when he gets close to him. It's like, the, hey, no, 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 don't don't, don't jeopardize our chosen one. I well, mean, that's worked both ways, though. That's worked both ways where they've told Norris to hold the, off. Win last year, you could have said North. The win, and there was something I think. There was something specifically. They don't let him go after. Maybe that's just the way McLaren is in general. Look, as you could probably speak to that more. But there were several times this year where uh, they just like uh, record a back off. Yeah, McLaren does like to. I'm thinking back on this now, and McLaren does like to tell their drivers not to get too aggressive with each other because they're worried that they're going to crash. 
So I, I don't. I think Ricardo had a great showing. It just was a result of one bad tire strategy, or he they were trying to do the long haul plan. B I, with I think they were trying to do the long run on the hards and go to the end, which he would have made it to the end. And then he had a car malfunction. Yeah. So. But a decent showing, nonetheless. He had a car malfunction to make sure his friend Max Verstappen won the race. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I do not. I do not think Ricardo is still paid by Red Bull. Just let me get that one out there. Ferrari, what do we think of Ferrari's race? Um, they were they fine. Done. There's nothing they could have done differently. Nope. That that the Red Bull is too fast. They did. With, I feel weird saying this, but Ferrari did everything they could to win the race, and they the did it all correctly. Yeah, I think you know there's talk of that pit stop right when they went in, and Max did the opposite. Basically, if he had gone in, Max well, he did go in. Max stayed out. Then he got screwed by the virtual safety yep. car. I don't think any of it really made a difference. I think it could have made a difference if they they picked the other way and they left him out and Max pit. That could have maybe given him a, a bit of a buffer there to to get out ahead, just with where the virtual safety car was. Hench. I've I've got it written. It's basically Ferrari. Their pit strategy was unlucky, not bad this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. And the Red Bull was just fast. Their Max is unstoppable. I don't even it's, want to talk about him. It's I actually. It's kind of fun to watch somebody get so much out of that. We're it's not even funny. We're watching an absolute masterclass of a drive from Max this year. He's he's matured as a driver. He's driving a lot cleaner. Um, he just he seems to have just kind of grown up. It's just an absolute masterclass, kind of like Vettel did back in the the 2010 through 2013. What Lewis has done the last almost yeah, decade I would put is it Lewis Max Vettel levels. And right now, if I had to choose any driver, I, I think there's only three guys. If you put them in that machinery, they're going to get that. It's going to be George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, and Maxwell Staff. Yeah, I don't think Lando's there. I don't think Leclerc, Leclerc, whatever the fuck you call Chucky Boy. I don't think he's there. Uh, I think those are the three guys, and the rest of everybody else is in a different. Way. I agree. You put the three of those in the same machinery, and I could not pick a winner out of those three. It would be. Can we do that? Here we oh go. Stupid God. ideas with Skid Mark okay. Max. Lewis, George, get him in this exact same car, turn him loose and see what happens. I got to say, so with those three, I agree. I think those are the three best. You know, I'm the biggest Georgie guy ever. I think if you did that in one race, it'd be a crapshoot. But if you did it over the course of uh, a season, I think Max and Lewis would come out way ahead just because of the experience factor. I I just think there's something different to being in championship battles like they've been in. I think that's fair. Yeah. Talent-wise, yeah. I think right there, but over the course of a season, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what something I was wanting to discuss, and we just did it anyway. Just like, who are, what is this elite-tier status? And I, I've, over the course of the last two years, I used to put Lando, Chucky Boy, Max, and everybody else like in that class, but I think it's been separated greatly between Max, Lewis, George, and the rest. I would say, uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other drivers that – are up there and I just I don't think Alonzo? there is Alonzo maybe maybe that would be interesting maybe he'd be one you could potentially throw in there I don't know if you'd have the consistency but I would well yeah you want to you want to see it though yeah it. yeah let's put those four in a go-kart track and just see what happens I would love okay it. here's the question okay prime Alonzo back in his championship years versus I'd, I guess we saw prime Alonzo and and prime Hamilton 
I think Alonzo's maybe better now because he's not as uh, not as much of a hothead. Yeah, exactly. Damn, that's a that's a. Hot, I, I that's think a I think the same with too. with Lewis. He knows when to pick his battles. Yeah, hundred percent. Both of them, you know, and I think that's what we're seeing in Max. The growth growth in Max is he knows he doesn't have to win every single corner to to win the championship. I am I am really happy to see that out of him because at least for me over his career, that's been my biggest issue with him. He always thought he needed to win every single corner. He he always played the short game and never played the, you know what, I give up this corner, whatever. My biggest issue with him is the man that raised him. Both men Oh, yeah, no, him. absolutely. We don't need to talk anymore, Max, anymore, Mr. I guess race, that's about it. Minus, I mean, anything to say on Mercedes? They were fine. Yeah, I mean, good, nice solid. Was carved through the grid like he did. Say what? It was nice seeing Lewis carve through the grid. like. He yeah, did. yeah, it was. I mean, he said he had more fun doing that than, uh, you know, almost being in first place. I think that was a shot at Alonso. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. again, Mercedes in the top five, George on the podium again. The kid's stupid consistent. Mr. Consistent. It's ridiculous. I mean, you said it last week, Skidmark, in terms of just. Being aware and understanding the big picture and just always putting himself right where he needs to be. It'd be real interesting to see once he, uh, you know, that Mercedes car can catch up to, to Red Bull, how that actually plays out when you're fighting for wins and not just the third, fourth, fifth spot. That pompous cunt is going to be the prime minister of England one day or the FIA president one day. So I'm uh, looking and at his... the next James Bond, probably. Yeah. That's it. I'm looking at his uh, results so far, and I'm just going to go race by race. Fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth, third, fifth, third, fourth. Retired in uh, at Silverstone. That's and only then, because he's a gentleman and a scholar and got out of his car to make sure that dude wasn't dead. Exactly. I disagree with forcing him to retire after that, but whatever. Uh, Austria, he had fourth again, or not Austria, yeah, Austria, fourth, third, third, fourth, second, third. That's ridiculous, and if there was competition with Max, right, that's the type of thing that back in the day would get you, essentially, that's how you would win a championship. That's how, consistently uh, be second, third, fourth. That's how Kiki Rosberg won his championship, he never won a race. Yeah, it's just, you're right there every single week. But... Nicholas Latifi, more consistent than George Russell. <laughs> last, 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 last. He's 16th, retired. 21st in a 20-team or 20-person <laughs> F1 race. Oh, it's amazing. It is. Yeah, it is amazing. Well, I guess speaking of Latifi, should we jump into our uh, bottom feeders and top dogs for this week? Latifi. Well, I know it depends. You want to go? I guess we can go teams or drivers. The worst go first. Who you got for the worst? Drivers. Yeah, Latifi. But and then you know Haas was nowhere. So yeah, worst driver Latifi. Worst team Haas. They were nowhere. Let's do worst drivers. K Meg and Yuki had an awful race. Does he have a seat next year? I think so. He's going to be around. He probably will. Okay. I mean, because the car has clearly been a piece of shit. But I don't place the blame at Gasly or uh, Tsunoda's feet for this one. It's it's the car. I guess my worst driver is Latifi. Yep. 
Dude, I got Latifi in there too, and like the the main reason why he's in there is because of Nick DeVries. Like he showed that 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 Williams is 10, 11, 12, 9, 10, 11, 12 is where that car should be finished. It's a He'd midfield car. Yep. Latifi's got to go. He's he's hurting the team and the team's image because of his not good driving. Is that the only one you got, Skidbart? Yeah. I, from a, otherwise, oh, you know what? What's going on with Botas? Oh, you stole. I wanted that so bad. I'm glad you got in there, though. I saw that. So at the start, they showed the replay. You know, they do a couple of laps in. They yep. show you the start again. Bottas somehow managed to go from 15th to behind Lewis at last place. And I got a good kick out of that. Yeah, he's just not had good luck lately. Or I don't know what's going on. He's going on with him. He's just had a shit run of races as of late. I mean, Alfa Romeo has in general, but Zumanity's been putting it on him. Wait, (laughs) Zumanity? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's our nickname for him. I've not heard that one yet. Yeah. Zoomanity. I will say, yeah, I just got a kick out of seeing Bottas somehow find his way behind Hamilton, even when Hamilton was laughed. So I'm I'm looking at his results. So for the first half of the season, he did fairly well. He had a retirement, but it was sixth place, a retirement, eighth place, fifth, fifth seventh, sixth, ninth, eleventh, seventh. And then he retired at Silverstone. And then it's been an 11th, 14th, 20th, retirement, retirement, 13th. And I think he would have been further back had, you know, Ricardo and K-Meg and Alonzo not retired. He sucks, dude. That's all there is to it. He sucks. Let's go uh, top drivers. I'm, I'll start first. I got Nick DeVries. That's it. I didn't want to give anybody else. There were other people who deserved it, but... I mean, that showing to me was just, that was a phenomenal debut. Given the circumstances with no notice at all, you basically jump into the car FP3, then jump into qualifying, get to Q3, and then, uh, or almost to Q3, I guess. Uh, He was right there. And then to start the race, you know, in that car in eighth or whatever and finish in ninth, get some points. Uh, We said it last week. We didn't think he'd ever get a seat, but if he's going to get one, he performed exactly how he had to. What else yep. do you have to fucking do to get a fucking seat in the show? He couldn't even get out of the car by himself at the end of that race. He was so exhausted. Fighting his ass off against humanity and the rest of the people, keeping him behind him, make sure he got those points. Truly inspirational. Took advantage of the opportunity. Grabbed the brass ring and fucking took it. Yeah, he only finished less than a second up from uh, Zogon Yu. And only like 1.2 seconds ahead of Ocon. So he was defending those last few laps. So it was as gut-wrenching watching as when when Mick Schumacher and Vettel would pass him or when he went out one-on-one for Stappen. That was exhilarating. That was impressive. Yeah, it was. It shows to me that he belongs in this fucking circuit. Yep. There's so many people questioning it up until he got points and he had that run that was pretty impressive. Um, and now just to see him not have a really competitive car has kind of been uh, disappointing. Yeah, I think a lot of that just comes down to Haas's lack of funding. Lack of upgrades. Season, right? Yeah, I mean, they stopped upgrading it, you know, like half a season ago. <laughs> well, so. they waited half a season to bring upgrades, right? And then those upgrades after half a season didn't really do much. And then here we yep. are with no more upgrades. 
so it's America's it's, team. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Haas is the is my worst team this weekend. Also, can we talk about how they retired Lance Stroll for being shit? Well, yeah, go into that. Break it down. Because I you know what? I didn't even pay attention to it. But they, I'm always down for shitting on strolls. They called it, they radioed him to say, hey, box this lap, we're retiring the car to save miles on the engine because he was like two laps down at that point or something like that. So he belongs in bottom feeders. I just totally forgot. Yep, I completely forgot that that was why he retired. The two Canadians. They retired him at lap 39. Jeez. Crazy. 39 laps in and you're two laps down? I think it was two laps. Well, either way, I mean, to be shitty enough to be called in. Yeah. (laughs) Dad's dad's growing a little tired of spending money on you just way back in the back. You had 20 laps to try. Obviously, you haven't improved. Please come in. That is basically exactly what it was. It's just, my God, it's just bonkers. Well, I'm in alignment on Haas for sure. Uh, Aston Martin as well. We had Vettel did not finish, and then Stroll getting called in. So, unfortunate weekend for Aston Martin. Yep. Especially as much money as Mr. Stroll Sr. puts. I think that's their issue, to be honest. Him? I went on a long (laughs) tangent about him before, so please add to that fire. No, so, you know, they started as Racing Point, which started as Sahara Force India. It's always been a scrappy team that has punched way above their their budget they've been really really strategic and smart about how they spend their money and how they develop the car that's always done better than the budget would suggest and then lance stroll came or lawrence stroll came along and you know like kudos to him for saving the team i'm happy about that but he also flooded the team with money and i think the engineering team kind of lost their way because now they could just throw money at whatever instead of being strategic about it. So it, it it's like the... Well, um, he's, he's redone the internal makeup of the team too, right? Bringing yeah, in, that too's changed. Bringing in top Red Bull people, yeah. top Mercedes people. Let's look at it this way. So you're not going to get this reference, Lucas, but a, a meddlesome owner like a Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, he comes in... <laughs> He thinks he knows better than everybody else. He runs off the talent. He ran off his principal. Just because you have all the money in the world doesn't translate to fucking wins. And we're seeing it now with Aston Martin and how they have regressed over the last couple of years. Hopefully they get their shit together and bring Alonzo in. There's some leadership in that position. And you can't throw money at everything. And development too, right? Like Alonzo is going to be able to give you good feedback on the car. Until he's done, then he's just going to leave you hanging out just completely in the dry. Well, that's good drama. In his mind, that'll be their own fault. Bottom teams, I got Aston Martin in there too. And then Alpine, just really like not horrible for what we would expect for Alpine coming into the season, but with where they've been consistently, it seems like the last five, six weeks. Yeah. Uh, maybe even longer for them to, to not get both cars in the points, a bit of a disappointment. And the car's fast enough. Yeah, bad weekend, off weekend for them. Don't know what it was. I had internet internet issues. I don't know if y'all could tell. Um, couldn't hear you for a while there. So have, have we done top teams? We ready for top teams? Let's do top teams. Yeah, we were got... we were bullshitting long enough to cover for you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. that's that's good teamwork. Good host in there. I got Ferrari in there. I got Mercedes in there. I got Williams in there. 
Wait, what? Go through that again? Oh, that's interesting. Ferrari in there, Mercedes in there, Williams in there. You know what? I'll 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 second the Ferrari. They they did everything right this weekend and it just didn't work through no fault of their own for once. Yeah, I'll give you a Ferrari. I'm not going to give you Williams. I mean, that's your list, but I, I don't see it. <laughs> it's your I list, mean, but you're they had, wrong. Yeah. They had double points. Williams? Oh, Latifi I was looking at points. Sorry, I was looking at the starting grid. I was looking at the starting grid. Latifi, uh, <laughs> Latifi, Latifi fell from 10th to 15th. I'm, dude, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm riding that Nick DeVries high. What do you want from me? I'm putting him in there still. They got a point. They got a point with Albon out, and they, they learned got that Latifi is absolute points. dog shit. And they learned that their team has actually got a, a decent car. It's really just Latifi's fault. Yeah. That's a That's solid true. week for or Williams. Nick's just that good. I don't know. I'm not going to give him any credit. But I uh, want to see him in the Williams up against Alex Albon. We deserve it. I think I that don't know would be if Albon's that good, to be honest with you. We'll see. Albon beat him one year in uh, F2. He was the heir apparent for a while, if I'm not mistaken, right? DeVries, yeah. No, but, Albon. Oh, Albon, yeah, that too. But for my top teams, I'm going to throw in Ferrari. I'll give you that. And Mercedes. Uh, Lewis coming up like he did. And George doing Georgie things. Can't be mad. Yeah, Mercedes had a hell of a weekend, all things considered. What you got, Lucas? That's it for me, man. That's that's. I mean, the race was fine. It was more exciting further down the grid. I had the data feed pulled up, so I was watching the timing by mini sector. So that made it more interesting. I guess you guys, you guys gonna do it next week. You're gonna take a week off, then we'll come back to preview Singapore. It's up to you two. I'm gonna take a week off if you want. Just I, I think we could take a week off. Yeah. Don't deal, then, boys. Well, until I guess that'll put us. 929 we will go live with our next episode so yep anything else boys i no i'm that's that's all for me did anybody win money this weekend at bet with us probably not okay good i'm just assuming no <laughs> good all right we're gonna love you leave you <laughs> peace see ya catch up bitch i'm in gear three zoom don't see ya peace